Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Mr. Peanut is dead. What? <laughs> At the no! age of 104, Mr. Peanut has died. Uh, Dev? Of a peanut allergy. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be, Irie? Yeah, he's allergic to himself. <laughs> Wouldn't the, the irony be if he was allergic to third graders? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Peanut's allergic to you! <laughs> no, he, um, of all ways to go, he was driving in the Peanut Mobile with Wesley Snipes, <laughs> 90s action star Wesley Snipes, and Mr. Peanut cruising down a, a winding mountain highway. The Peanut Mobile exploded jettisoning both Mr. Peanut and Wesley Snipes from the vehicle. And Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh, who is one of those guys. You've yeah. seen he's a very funny comedian. Red-haired guy? Comedy actor, yeah. Love him. He was on Veep. Yeah. So the three of them are, are uh, launched from the vehicle. They fly over a cliff, grab onto a branch, like in a cartoon. The three of them are now hanging on the side of a cliff from a branch. Branch starts breaking. Can't handle the weight of all three of them. One of them has to let go. Wesley Snipes looks at Mr. Peanut and says, Don't do it, Mr. Peanut. <laughs> Mr. Peanut lovingly glares at both of them, gives them a nod, and lets go of the branch. <laughs> oh, no. Sacrifices his oh, life. Oh, it's so sad. To save Wesley Snipes. What kind of drugs were they smoking when they came up with that <laughs> ad campaign? All of them. <laughs> they perfected a peanut drug. Hey, I got a got an idea, guys. <laughs> We're gonna have Wesley Snipes and Mr. Peanut driving in the Peanut Mobile, <laughs> and then Mr. Peanut sacrifices himself to save Wesley Snipes. Oh my God, it's amazing. That's perfect. I got another idea. They're on the Titanic. <laughs> Mr. Peanut is hanging on to a door in the water. Jean Claude Van Damme comes along. <laughs> hey, look out! Who's that? It's Chuck Norris. Oh no! Stay with me. Your door ain't big me. enough for both of them. We're gonna reboot the Expendables. Mr. Peanut's leading the crew. Okay, Mr. Peanut's a Nakatomi Tower or whatever it's called. Nakatomi Plaza. Uh, yeah. So Mr. Peanut's dead. R.I.P. R.I.P. Peanut is trending. <laughs> <laughs> and this is all part of their big Super Bowl uh, ad experience. Apparently, mm. Mr. Peanut was 104 years old. Yeah. Didn't know that. You live your whole life and then you die to save Wesley <laughs> Snipes. Beloved, though. You know, like, he's got to come. There's no way this is he's the end back. of Mr. Peanut. Well, Superman died. Right? Superman died. He didn't stay dead long. Yeah. I think they're going to Jesus Mr. Peanut. <laughs> On the third day, he roasted again. <laughs> Can you imagine the backlash if that turns out to be the ad campaign? Oh, Peanut hates Christ. He's dead. <laughs> well, uh, the Wesley Snipes thing was great, but this was a real miscalculation, guys. <laughs> Should have killed Matt Walsh instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. so uh, we will find out uh, what exactly is going on. Now, he did fall off the cliff, and then he landed, and, and Wesley Snipes and Matt Walsh are like, well, maybe he's okay. And then the peanut mobile exploded. Oh, no. So it really it really does look like uh, Mr. Peanut has met his demise. Or he what if he turns into Mr. Peanut Butter? Hey! 
There you go. Hmm. So he's like a blob? Yeah, he's like a blade. He looks like the thing. <laughs> <He's-> <laughs> Help! Ah, kill me now! <laughs> he's, he's a big blob with a monocle. <laughs> I feel only pain. <laughs> Time for sports with Devin Peacock. And... Philadelphia Flyers mascot, Gritty. Gritty is being investigated by the Philadelphia police for real for assault. Supposedly, allegedly, he punched a 13-year-old boy in the back of the head. Hmm. Not good. Not good, Gritty. So this happened back in late December. There was an event for season ticket holders to thank them for their patronage. And uh, this one guy brought his 13-year-old son. And uh, the way they uh, tell it, after waiting in line for about an hour, uh, his son patted Gritty on the uh, head. And Gritty was uh, sitting down. And then, according to the father, Gritty took a running start and ran at his son and then punched him in the back of the head. He punched him so hard that he went to the hospital, went to a chiropractor, and has been diagnosed with a contusion to the lower thoracic spine. <laughs> Sounds like a very fancy way to say it, Bruce. I, my red flags are going off with this story. Well, you know there's like always like three sides of the story. That one side, your side, my side, and the truth. What? He's saying his Their son- side, gritty side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. Gritty side, which is honk, honk, because yeah. I don't think <laughs> he can talk. All he did was shake his belly in defense. Honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me your son, quote, Playfully patted him on the head, whatever. That no matter what the kid does, it doesn't deserve a punch. But you're telling me your son playfully patted Gritty on the head, so he took a running start, punched your son so hard he had to go to the hospital. And all you wanted, like he, if you read further in the story in this article I was reading, he wanted like a, a some free stuff from Philly. He wanted some swag. If if a if a mascot punched your son, would you not be like, I want that mascot fired? Enter. You know what I mean? It, like yeah. That, so if this, it was a full-on running punch to the back of my son's head, absolutely. This, I this I, I've been waiting for this to happen. A gritty has been. He's been walking a tightrope, guys. <laughs> Have you been watching his behavior? He's like body checking people down on the ice during contests in between periods. He uh, he's doing the thing where he throws cakes in people's faces. He, did you see the dirty dancing one he did last week? He no. was dirty dancing with a girl. Obviously set up. This this girl was hired an actress, a dancer, and they're doing the dirty dancing thing, and she runs to get lifted up by Gritty, like Swayze did to Jennifer Grey in the 1980s classic (laughs) film. And instead of lifting her, he throws a cake, just smashes it hard into her face, and I was like, wow, that looked like it hurt. So I'm really not surprised that Gritty took it one step too far because he has been enabled by the Philadelphia fans, <laughs> yeah. by the national media, everyone has been applauding his bad behavior since he uh, since he was introduced on the scene, and I think it was only a matter of time before the police got involved. <laughs> if Gritty is running around punching kids, people did, are going to notice. Did no one on. see this? Yeah. Did no one see this? At an this? event where the lineup to meet Gritty is over an hour long, you know there's a ton of people there. If he's just... <laughs> Clothesline and 13-year-olds. <laughs> Pushed him so hard he had to go to a chiropractor.
So you're on Team Gritty on this one. Uh, something doesn't line up. Maybe this will be the best thing that ever happened to Gritty because, as I said, his behavior has been <laughs> a little a little uh, edgy as of late, and I could have seen him going down a path where eventually he would be in prison for life. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but maybe this uh, this little incident here with the police is going to set him on an alternate path. That scared will, straight. He's yes. He will dial it back a little bit and start treating people with more respect. <laughs> that is my hope for gritty out of this entire situation. As a hypochondriac, I am not liking this whole coronavirus thing. <laughs> yeah. Scary, man. It is definitely scary. I just got an alert that popped up. Coronavirus in Singapore. Like, every hour, it's in a new country, it seems like. Well, the when it began, it was clear. It just seemed clear. It was like, it's like Iran all over again with the plane crash. Like, Iran trying to deny, deny, deny. China just seemed like it was downplaying just how serious this all was. Not to su- suggest we in Canada should be worried because we shouldn't. But for China, you should be worried. What? You just popped up again here? Beijing confirms Chinese New Year celebrations uh, canceled because of the coronavirus. That's a big deal. What does it do? I, why did I ask that? I hate hearing what, because I always feel I have the symptoms of every disease. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Especially if they're very vague. It's like drowsiness. Yeah. You know? Dry throat. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. McGonner. What What does the coronavirus do? Is it like, does it feel like you just have a cold at the, at the start and then all of a sudden... So goo uh, starts coming out of every orifice. Oh, geez. Common signs of infection include respiratory symptoms, fever, cough, shortness of breath, and breathing difficulties. That's me. Yeah, you just ran to the printer and now you got the coronavirus. <laughs> In more severe cases, infection can cause pneumonia, severe acute respiratory syndrome, kidney failure, Ooh. and even death. It is scary. Like... You hear about the next plague that's coming. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to fear monger or anything like that. But Bill Gates is talking about it. Netflix just dropped a documentary series. It's bound to happen one of these days. One of these big bugs sweeping through the earth and taking millions of people out. Have you seen the video of like people panicking? It looked like uh, something out of out of one of like the movie Outbreak or what was the Matt Damon one? Contagion. I, the the news footage of people like freaking out over this coronavirus over there. It's yeah, stuck on the highways because the police won't let them leave the uh, city of a mil- eleven million people. Quarantine. City of Wuhan. They've closed everything down. The train stations, the airport, subways, ferries, long distance shuttle buses, all closed. Zombie you cannot apocalypse leave the city. style. Yeah, I'm I'm reading you know online things. Who knows what's true? Especially, who knows what's true even when you hear it from the Chinese government, to be honest. But what some people are speculating is that the mayor of that town, they, they, the, 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 the politicians there saw it coming and they didn't want to tell the actual government of China. So they were trying to cover for it. So it got out of control. It's like the mayor on Amity Island. During uh, beach season, <laughs> he knew there was a shark in there yeah. and he still let everyone come to the beach. Got the town's making money. So here's the good news for people if you in Canada who are worried about this. Ontario's chief medical officer is a guy by the name of David Williams, Doctor David Williams. He said Canadian researchers have already identified the new virus and a method to test for it is already in use. So people are comparing this to SARS because of SARS. We have better 
practices and policies in place to deal with this. So anyone coming from China, anyone who's come through China, if they're going from another country into this country, they will be identified, they'll be brought aside, they'll do a test, and if there's something that even remotely looks like it might be something like this, they'll be put into quarantine. From now yeah. on. Yeah. How do we know one hasn't snuck through already? Hmm. Coronavirus does. It, it's kind of a fun name, though, for uh, for a terrible thing. Huh? Really? Yeah. It's like when your uncle's like, "I got the Labatt flu." <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh boy, went out last night. I really got myself a case of the coronavirus this morning. <laughs> but you just brought up SARS. Maybe it could lead to a cool concert to Corona Stock in Toronto, sponsored by Corona. <laughs> <laughs> football here and one of the greats Eli Manning is retiring 16 years with the New York Giants and uh, in the NFL obviously he is uh, no other New York Giant has ever spent 16 years with with New York so he is the longest tenured ever not just quarterback any player any player ever no one's uh, spent 16 years. Uh, he did. He walks away in top 10 for, you know, yards uh, thrown, touchdowns. Uh, you know, to me... There's two Super Bowls did he win? Two Super Bowls, both against the New England Patriots, which I think adds an extra cachet to his whole legacy because no one virtually could beat the New England Patriots whenever they got to the Super Bowl. They obviously lost a couple times, but most of their losses in the Super Bowl came to the Giants. 2007-2011, both those games, Eli was named MVP. And despite all that, I feel like still he he had to work hard to get out from his brother's shadow. He was still underrated as a quarterback. He lived or he played in an era of Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, obviously. Lots of great quarterbacks. Brett Favre was near the end of his career. You kind of forget, like, he's been in the NFL so long. He replaced Kurt Warner hmm. as the New York Giants uh, head uh, quarterback back in uh, when he when he started in 2003, uh, 2004, I guess, 16 years ago. He, like, he gets disrespected, I think, more than any other successful quarterback in the league. You know, it's always like, look at this big, dumb mouth breather. The guy's a two-time Super Bowl champ and MVP, and he, even if Bateman is his brother, he gets no respect, it seems, right? He gets no respect. Uh, you know, the, other, he, the one thing I think is almost impressive beyond just the stats is you look at the guy, he look, doesn't look like he's 39 years old going on 40. Yeah, I was kind of shocked like he was retiring already. He looks like he's 30. I don't know if he dyes his hair or something, but he, he, looks, <laughs> he looks young. I don't, I don't know what his skincare regimen is, but boy, it's working for him. Just like to contact him and just get a couple of... Couple tips. Well, that's what happens uh, when you have two hundred and fifty million dollars from your football contracts alone. <laughs> you have the ability to like it's panda fetuses or something. He's using to. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. It is whale cream. stem cells. <laughs> no football players made more strictly from their career just playing football than Peyton Man. Uh, sorry, than Eli Manning. Two hundred and fifty million dollars. That is incredible. Imagine being the third brother. You got Peyton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eli, Archie, and then whatever the other brother's name is. Well, you just put it in perspective yeah. there. You don't know the other brother's name. He's like the other Hemsworth. <laughs> Still, though, I would love it if my brother had $250 million. Not, And then your other brother, I'm sure, has that much or more. Yeah. I feel like you probably have a nice house, even if you didn't earn it. And you didn't have to get hit in the head every weekend <laughs> for 16 years. Okay, so the story is, if you're just joining us, London police have put out a request on their social media yesterday. It reads, are you feeling like you've lost control? 
Yes, we actually received a 911 call from somebody reporting a lost remote control for their television. We can assure you this is not even remotely a crisis. Don't call 911 if you lose your remote. Don't you feel like these people maybe are just lonely? They need someone to talk to. Yeah. You can't be that stupid, can you? Or maybe they're not all there, you know, and they just don't understand. uh, It just seems crazy to think that that would be an emergency. Well, there's another story here, and thank you to the listener who sent us a text message saying that they saw this story about a teenager who called 911 because he lost his fake ID. That's the headline. I I have the story here. OPP were called by a Norfolk County teenager on Tuesday to report the teenager attempted to buy a fake ID online. So they forwarded an undisclosed amount of money in order to get the ID. Unfortunately, the ID never arrived. And the negative thing is the teenager provided all their personal and identifying information. So I don't know if this is like a teenager who said, where's my, like, you know, sometimes people call the cops and say, somebody stole my drugs. Uh-huh. And I, I want think, my drugs back, or I yeah. want my money for my drugs back. I don't think he's necessarily saying, where's my ID? I think he's going, I think I got scammed. I should have maybe thought something was up when they asked for my social insurance number <laughs> yeah. for a fake ID. It's fake. Make one up. Or any real information. Put <laughs> McLovin on it. <laughs> Say Hawaii. It's a Hawaii ID, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday was the mayor's breakfast. He did the state of the city address. And uh, what's the state of the city? We doing pretty good there, Dev? State of the city is pretty good. Looking pretty good. Would be. It wouldn't be good, but it would be pretty funny if one year the mayor just got up there and was like, guys, we are screwed. I'm out. Peace. <laughs> I know last year we did okay, but this year we are screwed. <laughs> That's your state of the city. <laughs> the big announcement that Mayor Ed Holder made yesterday in front of the crowd over at RBC Place, the convention center, was that uh, he would like to see LTC go completely electric. My goal that London will become the first major city to have a zero emissions public transit fleet for buses. We will do this by moving away from diesel to a fully electrified fleet. That is the goal that I would like to take council forward in the years to come. All right. Electric buses. How feasible is that, Dev? Pretty feasible. Um, I mean, so like normally, like there's always a budget to replace buses anyway. Yeah. And so this is going to be, they're going to use some of that budget for this and they'll tap into extra funds that are available to them. When they were spending all the money for bus rapid transit and all the uh, transit uh, initiatives, they left about uh, $90 million or $100 million on the table. So that's still available for London to use. There's also available funding sources provincially and federally where both governments have been talking about electric buses. is an electric bus cost uh right now it costs about a million dollars per jeepers so we can buy 90 uh, electric buses with the money we already have we there's about a the the ltc fleet's about um 200 but if you buy in bulk you know you can get uh you buy them at costco you get a little price break you get a little you get a little you get a little bit of a break the use a coupon over time like uh, a lot of different like the main user of electric buses right now is china 
But there's a lot of uh, cities in the United States that want to go this way. A lot of cities in the rest of the country in Canada want to go this way. So electric buses are uh, rising in uh, popularity. One of the, the benefits, to, well, there's a couple benefits to the electric buses. Number one is they last longer than the diesel buses. So they're cheaper over the long haul. They're cheaper in terms of gas because obviously you don't have to spend gas on them. So you save money in terms of just the uh, maintenance for them. And uh, got to remember to plug them in though. That's big. But the hydro prices Don't forget to don't forget to plug it in at night. <laughs> they uh they they you ever wake minutes? up and your your phone's on zero? It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> they take 3 minutes to charge. What? Yeah. That's impossible. No. But how come it takes 4 hours for a Tesla to charge and an electric bus takes 3 minutes? Oh, hold on. Let's go back to my cell phone. How come it takes <laughs> yeah. 3 and a half hours to charge my phone? Well, they're not using a iPhone charger to so they don't just plug sure, it but my charger has a lightning bolt on it, so it's supposed to be real fast. So like, the, like so, you know the the bus, <laughs> three minutes to charge an electric the bus, bus when it goes crazy. around. It goes to the it goes to its, the charging stations will be along the route. So there's always areas along the around the route where the bus just and the driver gets a break, right? So he can go to the washroom, get a coffee, mm-hmm. eat a sandwich, do whatever. During that time, they'll also have these charging stations, so they charge it, and it just goes under. It goes underneath a little uh, shelter. The thing comes down, plugs in, and it, they charge it for three minutes. It gets another three hours of lifetime, and they uh, go around again. Okay, three hours per three-minute charge. Hmm. And then they can charge it over at night for the next day's run. So the bus is themselves a million bucks, not cheap, but then these stations are going to cost... A lot of money and infrastructure as well, too. So that's another cost. They are. There could be uh, partnerships you could work out with uh, Hydro or Fanshawe or other other interested area gr- groups in the cities. Ah, well, why not? Hey. Eh? Well, well, so here's the, so here's the thing. We oh, the, the city of London uh, a couple weeks ago or a month ago declared a climate emergency for London, and people ask, well, what can London do? And when it comes to climate change, diesel buses represent forty percent of the carbon footprint that London itself creates. Wow. So you eliminate the diesel buses, you have the electric buses, and London, this is like a tangible thing that the city of London can do to uh, address climate change. Well, I say let's all rock down to (laughs) Electric Avenue with the LTC. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.